Let me say a few things before I take your questions. When President Biden held a press conference on the results of a special counsel's investigation into whether he mishandled classified information, he wanted to focus on one thing. I was pleased to see he reached a firm conclusion that no charges should be brought against me in this case. Instead, Biden was forced to address something else that special counsel Robert Hur said in his report, that the president came across as a, quote, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. With a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out of, is your memory? That's, that's you my, your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president? My memory is not good. My memory is fine. But in defending his memory, Biden misspoke, referring to the president of Egypt as the president of Mexico, which only underscored one of his biggest vulnerabilities as he seeks a second term, his age. The X factor in all of this, the thing that we keep seeing in poll after poll after poll is concern about Biden's age. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Seventy-four percent of registered voters have major or moderate concerns that the president does not have the mental and physical health necessary. With a poor memory, he's in the fight of his political life. At 81, Joe Biden is the oldest sitting president in history. But he took that distinction away from his predecessor and now challenger, Donald Trump, who turns 78 in June. The former president has his own history of memory lapses, such as when he recently mistook a photo of writer Eugene Carroll for his ex-wife Marla Maples during a deposition in Carroll's defamation suit against Trump. You say Marla's in this photo? That's Marla, yeah. That's, that's my wife. Which woman are you pointing to? No. Here. Carol. Oh, is that? The oh, person okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. Who is that? Who is this? Or when Trump seemed to confuse former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with Nikki Haley, his sole remaining opponent for the GOP nomination. Things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, whatever they want. Haley took aim at both men's ages on CNN. The fact that we would have two 80-year-old candidates running for president is absurd. We've got a country... Consider this. If it ends up another Biden versus Trump race for the White House, then whoever wins, the man taking the oath of office, will be the oldest man ever to do so. So why is Biden's age a bigger issue than Trump's? From NPR, I'm Mary Louise Kelly. It's Tuesday, February 13th. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When life is flying by. It's important to take a moment to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. That's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. It's Consider This from NPR. On June 14th, Donald Trump will turn 78 years old. Joe Biden turned 81 in November. Whether they like it or not, age, mental acuity, and physical fitness are issues dominating the 2024 presidential election cycle. Though the two men were born fewer than four years apart, voters have consistently expressed more concern about Biden's age than Trump's. So we've invited NPR White House correspondent Tamara Keith and NPR media correspondent David Folkenflick to come explain why. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Hey, Mary Louise. All right, Tam, I'm going to throw the first few questions your way. I mean, we're here, we're talking about age again because of what special counsel Robert Hur wrote in his report uh, investigating President Biden and his retention of classified documents. Open us up with the question of do voters care about Biden's age? Like how much of an issue is this? Voters bring it up to us unprompted all the time. And there's data to back it up. There's a January poll from NBC News that found three quarters of those surveyed had major or moderate concerns about President Biden's mental and physical fitness for a second term. That same poll found it was more like 50 percent of those surveyed who had the same concerns about Trump. If you look at the partisan breakdown, though, it's very interesting. Republicans have no concerns about Trump. They feel very positive about him. Take Delbert Leisure, who my colleague Danielle Kurtzleben interviewed in South Carolina. I mean, he'll do a rally here for an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it is. I mean, I'm thinking he can run a marathon. But on the Democratic side, voters have, I guess you'd call it a far more realistic picture of Biden. James Parker was interviewed by my colleague Ashley Lopez. He was in New Hampshire, went out of his way to write in President Biden on the New Hampshire ballot. And yet this is what he had to say about the president. I'd rather see Biden in the office than Trump. But Biden's getting a little old, too old to be, you know, functioning properly, in my opinion. About half of Democratic voters in that NBC survey said that they had concerns about Biden's age. Tim, bring in your personal experience. You have reported on, you've tracked both these men, what, for the entire Trump presidency and now day in, day out the last three years you've covered President Biden. What what has been your experience? President Biden does have an increasingly stiff gait. Um, He's now taking the short stairs into Air Force One. He's had a couple of notable physical spills. And there are the recurring issues of saying the wrong names uh, of world leaders, for instance. But I also traveled with him to Israel on a 31-hour trip shortly after the Hamas attacks. He came back on Air Force One well over 20 hours into the trip and took questions at length and in great detail about the situation in the Middle East. He was energized about a call he had just completed uh, with Egypt's president. Huh. And then what about Trump? You know, he hasn't had any notable public tumbles, but during his presidency, he had moments where he looked like he was having some difficulty going down ramps or another time he grabbed a water glass with two hands. And of course, his speeches ramble in an epic fashion. He speaks in the shorthand of conspiracy theories. He also mixes up names. Is Biden being held to a different standard than Trump when it comes to age? 
what I will say is that the American people these days see a lot more of President Biden than they do of former President Trump because President Biden is president. Every time he travels, goes up and down the stairs, walks with that stiff gate to Marine One, there's video. Every time he gives a speech, it's televised. And although it may not feel like it, Americans simply are not consuming as much Trump content as they used to because he's a former president. Of course, this past weekend, he held a rally where he said that he would tell Russia to go ahead and attack a NATO ally if they didn't invest enough in their own defense. And that really overshadowed Biden's bad news cycle. Let me turn the different standard question to you, David. Does the media apply a double standard when it comes to talking about Biden and Trump and their age? I think it is fair in the question when you have somebody in his 80s as president to say, is this person rightfully fit to preside over government. Trump gets essentially a pass. I mean, for the last almost nine years since he made clear he was running for president back in 2015, he was known for saying outrageous things and sometimes things that were not only outrageous, but just untethered from reality. People didn't pigeonhole that as uh, senile. I do think there's a way in which Biden has been a gaffe machine when he ran for office. And I remember this in 1988 for the first time for president. You know, it was as though his running mate was somebody named gaffe, Biden gaffe. They were together. Now it's seen as an act of senility in a sense of a part of the sort of overwhelmingly verbose nature of who he is. And yet, I do think it's legitimate for reporters to focus on it. I just think not necessarily to the detriment of all the other ways in which these two former presidents' records can be compared. Um, Speak for a moment, David, to media on the conservative side of the spectrum. Fox News, how do they play into this narrative that Trump is fine, Biden's too old to be president? They're not just playing into it. They're writing that narrative and they're doing it on an almost nightly or hourly basis. Uh, Certainly, Biden has his defenders. But I think what Fox has done is trying to play defense for Trump and for the controversy, particularly the legal perils that he faces as a result of his own actions, uh, whether or not they prove to be criminal. By going on the offense against Biden and doing it on this effort, you see time and again the question raised of Biden's fitness, his senility, his infirmity, uh, and the idea that this is a constant question. Perhaps the perfect encapsulation of that was a moment last November where Lucas Tomlinson, a Fox News correspondent who was traveling with Biden, said effectively, Biden can't escape uh, questions about his age. And then you heard Biden being confronted by a question. Mr. President, are you too old to be running for re-election? Not disclosing that he, Lucas Tomlinson of Fox News, had been the person to pose the question. So Fox was essentially saying this is an inescapable question for the president because we keep posing it to him, but we're not going to tell you we're the ones doing that. Let's give Trump and Biden the last word here. Tim, how do when they get asked about this, we've heard a little bit of how Biden responds, but he, he also likes he likes to joke about his age, right? He's trying to make light of it. Yeah, he absolutely makes jokes about it on a regular basis uh, in a way to try to disarm the issue. And when he gets serious about it, he simply says, watch me. Look at what I've done. Look at what I'm doing every day. Would I be able to do this if I wasn't okay? And then Trump, he gets asked about this less, but how does he handle it? You know, it's interesting. Um, There has been a lot of focus on his mental state by uh, his rival, Nikki Haley, who is still running in the Republican primary. And so President Trump, at at a rally I recently covered, actually boasted about a cognitive test. I took a cognitive test. My doctor gave me. I said, give me a cognitive test just so we can, you know, because you know what the standards were. And I aced it. I also took one when I was in 
But I also took one when I was in the White House. No, I'll let you know when I go bad. I really think this is far from the first time Trump has boasted about his health like this. Um, And I think it is safe to say that we are going to continue having versions of this conversation all the way through November. That is NPR White House correspondent Tamara Keith and NPR's media correspondent David Folkenflik. Thanks, you two. You're welcome. You bet. This episode was produced by Mark Rivers. It was edited by Roberta Brampton, Emily Kopp, and Courtney Dorning. Our executive producer is Sammy Yenigan. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Mary Louise Kelly. This message comes from The New Yorker. Grab your coffee and join editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick, as he presents a mix of profiles and storytelling that the publication is known for every Tuesday and Friday on The New Yorker Radio Hour. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Anthropic. Their Claude 3 model family is enterprise-ready AI. Haiku is fast and cost-effective. Sonnet perfectly balances skill with speed. And Opus sets new intelligence industry benchmarks. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude.